Made for more living. One small step for man. With Johnny Jennings. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The fastest and most exciting hour of news, events, and real estate in Northern California. And this is a fact that was proved. Powered by EXP Realty. Online at madeformoreliving.com. Does everybody know what time it is? Get ready. Here we go. All right, Johnny, I'm excited for this weekend show. We got a lot of information to cover. And one of the things that we want to talk about in this first segment is investing in real estate. I know a lot of the wealth that was built in this country came from real estate, right? A lot of the founding from the early 20th century was built on investing in real estate. And I know it sounds very intriguing to listeners and they think, oh my gosh, there's so much opportunity in investing in real estate, but is it possible for me? You know, Mm -hmm. me as an average person, I've got a Monday through Friday, nine to five job, or maybe I'm a little bit older and I'm going to retire in 10 years. Is it even possible? Is investing in real estate only for the already rich Mm. or is it possible for me to invest in real estate? Let's get your thoughts on that. Absolutely. So we get that question all the time and not only like investing in real estate in general, but investing in California. There's a lot of people who are leaving the state for a number of reasons, one of them being economic reasons. And so they're not looking to buy investment properties in the Golden State. And so with us today, we have JJ Mack. And so JJ and I are going to cover a little bit about what our viewpoints are on investing. And JJ and I have an interesting background in that we both started investing in real estate in the same way. So rather than buy a typical residential home, we purchased an investment property. My first property was a single family home with a mother-in-law unit in the back that we rented out to a friend from church. JJ, what was your first uh, property? It was a it was a triplex, actually. It was a triplex in Marysville, California. How much was that triplex? At the time, we bought it for $75,000. And it wow. was, yeah. It was, so let me clarify this. Even before you purchased a home for your own family residence, yep. you invested in a property to rent out. Yep. So it turns out it's called house hacking. I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know it was called house hacking. But if you, uh, there's a popular, um, like a podcast and and there's books on it by a company named Bigger Pockets. And so they they covered a lot. But it's called house hacking, where you live in one unit and you rent out the other units. You can even live in one um, room and rent out the other rooms if you wanted to go that. And far that's with what it. you did. So what I, we lived in one. Uh, we lived in the house and then we rented out the mother-in-law suite. Okay. To a friend from church. Yeah. And then JJ, you had a triplex. It was three units. Yeah. And I had every intention of doing that after we finished renovating and whatnot, ended up renting out all three of them, but had the intention of house hacking initially. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's one way that you can get into it. If you're just getting out of the gate and you're like, Hey, I don't even own a home. How do I get started? If you're younger, if you, it doesn't matter what age you are, but if you're wanting to get invested in real estate and how do I, so fast forward in a couple of years, Valor and I were living in a regular home and we were not paying our mortgage. Like not only were the investments covering all of our other, like the mortgages on the other properties that we had, but we were no longer even paying our mortgage. So imagine what that would look like to live for free. Most people wait 20, 30 years or longer in order to get to that point and pay off their original mortgage. Val and I did it in like a couple of years. And so it's still super possible for people to do that. But you, you want to make sure that you're going about it in the right way and that you're getting some good, pro- there's some good programs out there. So what, what our story was is we bought a single family home with that mother-in-law unit in Bakersfield. And then the, the company I was working for at the time transferred me to a little town named Kalinga. If you don't know where Kalinga is, your head down on the five, smells really bad, <laughs> a lot of cows, Harris Ranch, there's Kalinga. And um, because I had been relocated for work, more than 90 miles away from my previous home, I was able to get another FHA loan. So now I had two FHA loans. Is that still the, the rule, JJ? Is that kind of how that works? Very much so, yes. Okay, and so I was now able to buy a triplex. So now we had the, the property in Bakersfield, and now Valor and I lived in one of the units in Kalinga and rented out the other two. And that's how it worked for us. Um, if you're looking to get started in real estate and you're wondering like what type of loan products are out there, I think what didn't a new program just roll out recently? Like was it five percent yes. conventional? Yeah. You, Mind talking a little bit about that? Do you recommend it? <clears throat> Absolutely. Anytime you can get started investing in real estate, you know the the eighty percent of the millionaires in this country started investing in real estate. That's how mm. they started. 
you know, 100% of the billionaires is how they started. So whenever you can start investing in real estate, it's always a good idea. You know what's also interesting? If you ever seen the movie um, The Founder, where it talks about how McDonald's grew its wealth yep. through not selling hamburgers, but through real estate. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting insight into McDonald's and how they became who they are through uh, this clever idea through the founder. Um, you know, he realized that, oh, my gosh, there's a lot more money to be made in just owning the property that the McDonald's restaurants reside on and less so in actually selling hamburgers and milkshakes. And the reason why they do that is because it's a simple it's a simple process. It's very hard to lose and it's scalable and it requires very little little oversight. So, like um, at one point, Valor and I had four different houses, right? That we that we that we owned, and that we were renting out to tenants. We probably had about fifteen different tenants, and we were doing that ourselves. Like it was very very low. Like imagine having like fifteen employees that you have to manage. That's that's day to day work. Like as we loved the first of the month. First of the month was when we were getting paid, yeah. right? It's a different it's a different feeling than than for other people who are now paying that rent. And so we want we want to encourage that. We want to get you out there. There's some great programs if you don't own a home and you want to live in the property, it has to be owner occupied, isn't that right, JJ? So run right. us down like the top if you were to pick one program for somebody that does not own any real estate that's looking to live in a property, what would you recommend to them? So if, if you're looking to live in the actual home, you can actually do a first-time homebuyer program, meaning you don't have to put any money down and still buy up to a four-unit property. Wow. So, and they're great, prop, they're great loans too. It's not like you're getting a worse interest rate. You're actually getting a better interest rate, the same amount of mortgage insurance. So it's not getting any worse than your standard FHA or conventional loan that you would get either way. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I was coming and talking to a first-time homebuyer that just didn't have the money, that didn't know what they would do first and how they're going to get started, this is where I would start with them. Mm-hmm. And then we could go on and say, okay, you, maybe you do have a little bit more money. Here are some other options for you. So once you've lived in the property, how long till you could buy your next property? Like what, what, what would the next step be essentially? Yeah. So, you know, you're supposed to live there for the first year. That's, year. that's what it says. Now, there's nobody watching you. But that's that's usually what you're signing when you're going into. Who says that? Well, is that part of the FHA agreement? Yeah. Okay. Lenders will have you sign something to say that at the very end when you sign your loan documents. Because they don't want people gaming the system. Right. Right. You're getting a lower interest rate when you buy an owner occupied. It's less risky for them. They know that if you own an investment property and something happens in your life, you're more than likely going to continue to pay your owner occupied versus your investment. That's why they're giving you the better interest rate on those. Makes sense. Makes sense. And so then you got to live in it at least a year, and then you can go out and get another loan on another single-family or multifamily property. You certainly can. If you plan on living in that next one, that's what you're talking about earlier was house hacking. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that your first time, and then you go do it again next year, right? So yep. You can continue to do that on and on and on, and you can. That's how you build real estate wealth. That's how, that's the first three properties Valor and I purchased was were like that. So, yep, totally get it. Now, so, how about property managing? What mm. is, what what all goes into that? You know, because it's not about just sitting there on the first of the month and taking in your check. Yep. What else is involved in that? Yeah, so there's two different routes you can go. You can either self-manage or hire a property manager. Property managers' fees vary, so it's always negotiable. Like, I wouldn't say that there's a set fee, at least in my experience. JJ, do you hire a property manager to manage your properties or... We do, yeah. We do. And, and we pay, and it's going to be anywhere from between like 5 and 9%, just depending on how many properties you have. 9% of the gross rents. Correct. So if the rent's 1000 bucks, you're paying them 90 bucks. 90 yeah. Got it. And that's worth it. To me, that's worth it. 100%. Um, so you don't have to deal with the, hey, I have a leaky toilet in the middle of the night. And plus they have the vendors. Like there's just, a, a, it's an arm's length transaction at that point, rather than you dealing with the tenants directly. Yeah, Again, making it easy. So you just, all you do is you buy the property, you finance it, and then you, they put tenants in it and they deal with it from there. And then you can just move on with your life. You can work your nine to five. You can look for another investment property. It really just gives you that that freedom of time to continue to have a portfolio that's growing rather than having to be like, oh, I'm going to have to short the stock today. And, you know, spending all that, all that labor and time investing. So what kind of uh, return on this investment are we looking at? What are the financials? You know, how much money am I going to make on my first property, my second property? Give us some ballpark figures on that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, there's, there's a ton of different ways that that can be calculated. 
um, I believe it's five. JJ, is it five? Like, how, there's five different five different ways that you can generate revenue or calculate or improve your return. So one of them obviously is the rents, right? right. Yep. That that's one way. The other way is appreciation of the property. So that's the value of the property increasing. So when JJ, you bought your first one for seventy five. Seventy five thousand. And then when you sold it for, uh, we quadrupled that. So it was like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Right. That's 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 a lot of money in the pocket that then you weren't paying for. It was your tenants that were paying for the, for that appreciation. Yeah. So there's the cash flow. There's the appreciation. Then there's the depreciation, which I believe on residential properties it's over twenty seven and a half 27, years. Twenty seven. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got it. And so, um, and then there is the um, the write offs. Huge right. Yeah, that's a huge incentive. And nobody talks about this. Mm. But well, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you know, talk to your CPA about this, obviously, because I'm no I'm no tax guy, but I will tell you just from experience, the amount of money that you can save by owning a property and depreciating your wealth, it's insane. I didn't realize this when I bought my first property and then I started buying more and more and realizing, wow, you can actually write these things off because now mm-hmm. it's a business. Give us uh, an example or two. Things uh, you can write off. So like Johnny was just saying, you got a leaky toilet, right? Something happens. And usually in your owner occupied house, you're not able to write that off, but you have this investment property. You go to fix something, that's a write off against your income right there. So if you made a thousand dollars that month and it costed, you know, three hundred dollars to fix that, now it only shows that you're making seven hundred dollars. So in the it, the amount of money that you're making is great, but you'll be able to write that off is mm. even better. That's good. Again, you're listening to JJ Mack. He's our special guest on today's show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I So JJ Mack, American Pacific Mortgage. I'm a branch manager, a loan officer in the Roseville area, but I work all over the state. Um, Interna- or nationally even, right? Yeah. Actually, our company is um, licensed nationally, except mm-hmm. for New York. We're still working on that one. It's okay. You don't yeah. need New York. <laughs> but anyways, I, I've been in the business now for 15 years and love what I do. Every single day I wake up, get in the office. And uh, I've been, I have a wife uh, at seven years, have two, two beautiful daughters. And uh, that's why I do this every day is for them. So, yeah. Awesome. I got and, and again, who named the company you're with? It's American Pacific Mortgage. American Pacific Mortgage. Yep. yep. And they can find them online at AmericanPacificMortgage.com or what's the website? You actually just go to my, so JJMacTeam.com. JJMacTeam.com. Yep, you just look him up. He's got tons of Yelp reviews, tons of Google reviews, highly recommended. Um, and um, I can vouch for JJ's enthusiasm for his work. Got, I think my first text from JJ came in at 5.55 this morning. You know, it was a work question. Wow. I was like, okay, this dude loves what he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any last comments or thoughts on investing in real estate before we head to a break? Nope, so, so that's how you can get started in investing in real estate if you don't own any property. But if you do have property, you're like, hey, is it too late for me? How do I invest in, in real estate? We'll cover that next. All right, awesome. You're listening to Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings and JJ Mack. Well, I coached my very first basketball game this past weekend. It was a ton of fun, but I had to emphasize to the kids, hey guys, if we're going to win this game, we got to work as a team. Just like my friend Johnny Jennings and the Tom Daves team, they know what it means to win. They're number one in all of Sacramento. They've been doing it for a long time. In fact, recently they helped out Mark and Julia, who needed a team to help them downsize their home in El Dorado Hills. So Johnny Jennings and the Tom Daves team went to work, sold the home in 10 days, plus negotiated a 45-day rent back. Mark and Julia couldn't be happier. And they'd love to be part of your team as well. If you're curious... What would my home sell for? Go to TomDaves.com, type in your address, bam, right away you find out what kind of offers you would get, the low and high end, and how much you would get if you wanted a cash offer, no matter what kind of condition your home is in. The website, again, it's Tom, D-A-V-E-S.com, or you call 855-TOM-DAVES, license number 581837. This is Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings, powered by EXP Realty. Online at madeformoreliving.com. All right, so trying to make you rich on this weekend's show by investing in real estate, right, Johnny? What did we talk about in the last segment? So in the last segment, we covered how you can buy an investment property and live in it and basically zero cost the the, uh, 
the, the down payment, all that for the investment. So that way you can buy an investment property with little to no money out of pocket. And now you've bought an investment property, maybe, you, maybe you've bought a couple, and now you're thinking, okay, I want to buy my primary home, or maybe you have bought a primary home and you're wanting to get into investing. Either way, you're looking to get more real estate. How do you how do you then invest in that next property? So that's what we're going to cover in this one. All right, and we got a special guest, JJ Mack. Introduce yourself. Who are you with? Thank you so much. I'm JJ Mack. I'm a branch manager and loan officer with American Pacific Mortgage. Okay, so someone's listening and they mm-hmm. want to invest in real estate. You've gave them some helpful tips in the last segment. But what about someone who currently right now, they're in their home, but maybe they want to move to a different area or they want to upgrade or downsize. They want to sell their home. But oh my gosh, is it possible to even find something else that's affordable or something that they like? What is your perspective on that? First of all, know that it is possible. We deal with this all the time. Like if you own a home, at some point you're going to want to sell that property. Either you're moving up or you're moving down or you're just simplifying life and moving out into retirement communities. So at some point you're going to sell that property and so we deal with this daily. So what you're going to do And we're talking about not just moving out of state, but moving within state, moving within California, moving within Sacramento, is that possible? Absolutely. So right. doesn't matter where you're moving, doesn't matter where you're going, like if you, if you own a property and you're looking to buy another property and sell your current one, but a lot of people are worried about, hey, I don't, I can't afford two mortgages. How's, how's that going to work? Or I don't want to move twice. Like, am I going to have to rent a place for three to six months while my current home sells before I can buy my next home? Like people, people are unsure about that process. who have never gone through it before, but we have special programs that will actually make it easy for you to move from your current home into your next home, move once, you only have one mortgage payment and, um, and a couple different loan options on that. So one way that you can do it is it's called a bridge loan. Have you heard of that term before, Matt? No. No? So most people most people haven't, but it's very, very simple and very easy to understand. JJ does this for a living. So JJ, can you explain us a little bit? Explain to us a, a little bit. A bridge loan. About bridge loans. Yep. Yeah. So a bridge loan, it's... It, it's what it says, it's what it sounds like. You know, you've got, you're bridging the gap mm-hmm. from your current home to the new home you're purchasing, right? So if you want, if you don't have the money to purchase a a new home, you can pull money from your current home. Usually how you do that is with a refinance. You take money out of it or you sell the house. Mm -hmm. But let's say you don't want to do that. Let's say you have a two and a half percent interest rate on your current home and you don't want to touch it right now. Well, you got a bridge loan and that's going to allow you to pull money out from the equity of that home without having to worry about selling first. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to bridge that gap. Sell before you buy. Sell before you buy. Or buy before you sell. There you go. Yes. One of the two. We got <laughs> buy before right. you sell. Buy before you sell. Yes. <laughs> buy before you sell. So that's that's one way. And then the other way that you can go about doing this is it's basically the same thing, but it's called the home equity line of credit, right? Yeah. And sometimes there are you know costs that come along with bridge loans. So I sometimes will recommend a home equity line of credit, otherwise known as a HELOC, which you can then take money out of your current home at the same kind of situation. You don't have to touch your first mortgage, but this HELOC will be, there's no points or anything associated with it. It's a much lower cost mm-hmm. type of loan. So a lot of people like this process better, but yeah. I'd love to go over the different options with the client. Cause I know there's a lot of folks that get into these situations where they, they see a home that they really love. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, they can't buy the home until this one is sold. So they get into this contingency situation. It's like, well, hold on a second. We really like the home, but wait, we got to sell our home. And it just becomes, we hear, I'm sure you deal with it a lot. It's just, it's a stressful situation. It is Because they don't want to lose the home that they really love, but they're still waiting for their home to sell. And sometimes they get a buyer, but oh my goodness, the financing drops through. And so they're back in the stressful situation. So this can be very helpful. Absolutely. And so what what I like to outline with clients when we're sitting in the living room and they're trying to figure out what they're wanting to do, like what their options are, there's there's basically three different tiers of offers that you can write. The lowest tier is, hey, my home's not even on the market, but I really like yours. Will you take your home off the market and accept my offer? That's the lowest tier. The next highest tier would be, hey, my home's on the market. We're actively marketing the property. We have buyers coming in. There's rumors of offers. We're supposed to get an offer any day. Will you accept my offer on your home? That would be the next highest tier. 
And then the best option, right, is, hey, my home is in contract. I have a buyer. I need to move. I've identified your house. Let's go. That would be the best option out of the generic three. What we're outlining with the bridge more, the bridge loan is, is that you don't even have to write a contingent offer. It's not contingent on your home right. selling. Like It's like, hey, this is as good as cash. Let's move forward and let's close on the property and, uh, and get your home sold. That makes sense? Makes total sense. And that's the beauty of the bridge zone and the HELOC. You mm -hmm. don't have to worry about selling your home first. And you don't have to worry about going in and having that tier three offer. Mm -hmm. You're stage one. You're put to the front of the pack. It's great. And yeah. then you have the opportunity to be a little bit more patient in the offers that you're getting for your current home. You're not in a rush to take the first offer you get. Yeah. Maybe you want to be a little bit more patient and say, you know what? I'm already in my new home. I can wait a little bit for, for a better offer. You know? Not only that, Matt, that's a, you're 100% right, but also homes that are vacant and staged tend to sell for more money. Great point. And so whatever it's costing you in, in points to get that bridge loan, you're making it up in spades by that, that sale of your original home. And you're not having to deal with the showings. You don't have to deal with, hey, is the dog taken care of? Is the alarm on? Are my pills put away? Are the guns locked up? Like You're out of the home at that point. You moved right. into your next property. And let me just add in there really quick. One of the questions I get asked mostly about the bridge loan what is it going to cost me mm. when I take on that bridge loan? Let's just say I get $100,000. What is that? What's the interest rate on that? What's it going to cost? You don't make a payment on that $100,000 at all. So when, when you sell your home, there is some interest that accumulates and it goes to the lender at that point, but there's no actual mortgage payment on that wow. bridge loan. Okay. You're going to have to repeat that again because I think that's super interesting to people listening. Clarify again what you just said. Yeah, so the bank's going to give you the bridge loan and not ask for anything in return until the home is sold. So there's so not there's no payment. extra payment Correct. each month. Wow. Yes. Okay. So obviously, when you buy your new home, you'll have the the mortgage on the new home and you'll have your old mortgage, but. Johnny's going to sell it super quick, so you don't have to worry about that. There you there go. go. <laughs> or maybe you get into a situation where you think, hold on a second. Maybe I don't want to sell this home. Maybe I want to turn it into an investment property. Yep. Yep. You can certainly do that as well. Um, so what we like to uh, to suggest to people is you need, you need if, if you're looking to get into investing, there's a couple different ways to go about it. One, you can start early on in your life, but if you're like, hey, that ship has sailed, Johnny, now what? Um, you can you can pull that equity out of your current property and put it into into that investment home. So that way you don't have to live in the crap triplex in the middle of Marysville, right? In order to get that fantastic loan. And so, hey, Marys, no offense to our Marysville listeners. I grew up in Yuba City, right across the bridge from Marysville. It's a fine place. It just got a Costco oh, not wow, too so long did. ago. Yes. So come on, once you get a Costco, things are moving. Do you know that Marysville? I'm gonna give you a little history of this. <laughs> Do you know Marysville it. was the second biggest city in California back in the 1800s during the gold rush era? Everyone would come down from the hills and they'd come stay in Marysville. There's a giant abandoned Marysville hotel right there downtown that was the hot spot in California. That's where everybody wanted to go to. So Marysville back in its day was was a happening place. It was the Las Vegas of California. There you go. I'm and not... obviously it's had some downturn with the economy and everything. And, and uh, you know, you've got Bill Air Force Base not too far from there yep. where the SR-71 came from. Boom. And again, like I said, they got a Costco, so things can only improve <laughs> from here. So I, so when I, I, first of all, I was not making fun of Marysville. It's when you're in a triplex and you're living and, you, and you're collecting rent from your neighbor. Sure, okay. Like that is not an ideal situation. <laughs> and just for further- But it makes it convenient for people to just go next door. Hey, hey, hey toilet's, my toilet's broken. <laughs> yeah. Come on by. That makes it super convenient. For them, not, not for the other person. <laughs> but then you can also go next door and say, hey, rent's due. Rent's due. <laughs> Where's oh, yeah. rent? No, they don't answer the door. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But Come also, on, we're also, trying to make this investment appealing to those listening. <laughs> hey, there's there's pros and cons to everything. And and one more thing on the Marysville thing. I come remember I come from Kalinga. Like we're talking At least Marysville doesn't stink. There like was horse there, manure, right? There, cow manure. There was a Kmart and it shut down. Like there's <laughs> we don't even have a Costco. There's no so Costco. There. There's no Costco. So I it's like I, I love Marysville. I bought my first seven properties there. Oh that, wow. That was that was my bread and butter, and I loved it out there. I actually, I actually asked my wife, should we move here? She wouldn't let me, but I actually liked it out there. <laughs> there you they go. They got a great dirt bike track. Exactly. There's a lot of good stuff a lot out of, there. Like I said, they got a Costco. 
But basically, to, to, to rein it in, if you own a home and you're looking to buy an investment property, 100% you can still do it in California. People are doing it all the time. And what you can do is you can pull that money out and put it down on an investment property. You can use a bridge loan. You can use a home equity line of credit. You can use that money that, you've, that you're essentially, it's trapped in your primary residence. So uh, in a previous segment, we talked about, is your home an investment? And we kind of went over what that looks like. And if you want to make your home a, a really good investment, it's to unlock that trapped equity that you're unable to access otherwise and put it down on an income-producing asset, like, like, a, uh, prop, like a rental property, where then you can claim the appreciation, the depreciation, the tax write-offs. You have somebody else paying your interest and principal down. So, um, yeah. That's how it works. That's how you become the next Rockefeller or Johnny Jennings, in fact. <laughs> or JJ Mac. Or JJ <laughs> Mac. Hey, you're listening to Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings. So we've been talking about investing in real estate in our next segment. We're going to talk about interest rates. Bow, bow, bow. So that's coming up. Stick around. You ever try to get your kids ready for church and oh my goodness, they're just dragging their feet. My four-year-old is still in her pajamas and church starts in 15 minutes. Well, I have a friend, his name is Johnny Jennings. He's with the Tom Daves team and he knows the value of being fast. He recently helped George and Casey who needed to sell their home in Folsom fast as they would be relocating out of state. He jumped on the phone, met with them, and in just a couple of days, the home was on the market. And guess what? They sold the home for above market value. And then the Tom Daves team was able to help them buy their next home out of state. And you know, they would love to help your family as well. Are you curious what your home would sell for? Go to TomDaves.com, type in your address, Bam, right away you find out what kind of offers you would get, the low and high end, and how much you would get if you wanted a cash offer today, no matter what kind of condition your home is in. The website, again, it's TomDaves.com, or you can call 855-TOM-DAVES. License number 581-837. This is Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings, powered by EXP Realty. Online at madeformoreliving.com. All right, so for the first half of the show, we had some fun talking about how to get rich in real estate. That's everybody's dream, right? Everybody wants to be the next Rockefeller. Now we're going to talk about something a little scary in this current economic climate, and that is interest rates. Bum, bum, bum. Interest rates. Yeah, so there's been a lot of talk about interest rates. The Fed's been playing with that. And just a, a high-level overview of what the Fed's been doing, they've been combating inflation, which we can, that's a whole other segment on why there was inflation in the first place. But essentially, they were combating inflation, and the way that they were combating it was making it more expensive to borrow money, and uh, that cost was reflected in the interest rates. And I don't know, I've never really seen the news portrayed in this light, but essentially what they were trying to do is increase unemployment. That's one way that you combat inflation is you increase unemployment. So every time those interest rates were going up, it was kind of irking to me, to say the least. It's like they're just trying to get more people fired. They're just trying to make it harder for somebody to to have a job. But the good news is, is that inflation is now starting to become a little less of a problem. It's more under control. And JJ, what are you seeing in, in the wonderful world of lending as regards to interest rates? And again, well, this is JJ Mack, right? And tell yeah. them who you're with. Yeah, JJ Mack with American Pacific Mortgage. And, and how John, long have you been doing that for? Yeah, 15 years now. Wow. And yeah. is that what you thought you wanted to do when you were in high school? Hey, I want to get into this industry. Absolutely not. Wanted to be a dirt bike rider, then I wanted to be a fireman, and then, you know, ended up. And then a dinosaur. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> dinosaur was my third. But, but yeah. you've been doing it for 15 years, provides 15 a great years. living for your family and, you know, and you love doing it. You're passionate about it. Like Johnny Jennings said, sometimes you're texting people at five in the morning, waking them yeah. up. Not hey, clients, you... not clients. No, 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 not no, clients. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless they're available sometimes, at five. Yeah. If they're available at <laughs> yeah. five, we'll text you. Yeah. If no, he just made you a million dollars, he'll text you at 5 a.m. There you 100%. go. 100%. No, I, you know, I went to a, a small Christian college out in uh, the Napa area called Pacific Union College, went there for four years, came back and I had two quarters left. I never went back because I found a job that fourth at the after the end of that fourth year at a mortgage company and loved it. 
and thought, I don't need to go to college because I love what I do now. Really? So that's how I got started. Yeah. Wow. Quitter. Interesting. All right. But, let's go into interest rates. What's your perspective? Yeah. Quitter. Right. <laughs> Anyways, John, man, you did a great job talking about inflation and what it is and how it works because inflation is really what determines where interest rates are. Mm-hmm. And so if you are, if you don't know anything about interest rates, all you need to do is just go look at where inflation is and that, and you're going to know if, if interest rates are going up or they're going down. And so what, what we're looking at today is inflation on the mend. We are seeing inflation coming down, meaning, like Johnny was saying, yes, there is some employment going up. Yes, um, job numbers are coming down, but it's a good thing for rates. So even though it is sad and, we, and we're going through this situation right now, we will come out of this stronger as we always have in the past. And history has, has a lot of rhyme in it. It doesn't always repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at history and what we've done in the past, when we've seen these uptrends and then come back down, we always see rates come back down the other way. There's not one time in history where we haven't seen rates come back down with where we've been in the previous cycles. So we are going to see rates come back down. It's just a matter of time. We're already seeing it happen today. Mm-hmm. So we did hit our high point um, last where they, year. Where do they top out at? So they, they actually type, topped out on a conventional loan, 20% down, you know, great credit. You, you were over 8%. Yikes. Wow. Owner-occupied home, yeah. So we got there. And now we're back down into the sixes. So okay. we don't know. You know, it depends on the type of situation you are. Don't how fast did that happen? So it's that happened pretty quick. It did. Yeah, it did. And so um, about um, at the end of the summertime last year is kind of where we saw that. And then we started seeing it come down. Um, But now, yeah, it's it's happening quickly. And the reason why um, the government wants it to happen quickly, because now what 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 year is it? What are we going into? We're going into a election year, election year. And in like I said, history repeats itself a lot of times. Um, or it rhymes a lot of times, that always shows in previous years, This the political party wants to look good. And so what sure. are they going to do? They're going to make interest rates look better. Yep. Yep. So interest rates are coming down. Where are they at? They peaked out over eight. Where are they? And you said they're in the mid sixes now. Correct. What are we looking at moving forward as far as inflation and things like that? Is a, Are they going to drop any lower than six? Or what are you, what are you thinking? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. If you did get an interest rate in the eights or in the sevens, it's not a bad thing to reach out to your lender and try and figure out where you're at today. Is it worth, you know, trying to refinance or maybe selling and purchasing another home? It's not a bad thing to do that. You can always refinance again. There's always other times you can go. Now, I will say over the next year or so, mm-hmm. we do think that rates are going to continue to get better. But is it worth waiting another year, another year and a half? waiting for those rates to get better as they already have gone, well, it's a, it's based off of your own preference, but I think that it's still worth reaching out to the lender and making sure. Absolutely. So the things to factor in aren't only rates, it's also prices. So as interest rates are falling, we're seeing prices stay strong or increase because now people are moving back into the market. So uh, a general stat that I have heard in the past is for every 1% movement in interest rates, that impacts the purchasing power of 10% of the buying population. So if the interest rate goes up a percent, you just lost 10% of your buying population in that in in in, in the market. If it goes down a percent, you just introduced an additional 10%. So as interest rates have now dropped over a percent, we have more buyers moving back into the market, which means more competition for an already limited inventory supply and competition is driving those prices up. And so if you wait, you might get a better interest rate but you might also be paying way more for the home than you would have otherwise, and you will actually be paying, your, your monthly will go up if you wait. It's essentially what it comes down to is what we're anticipating, because again, nobody has a crystal ball, but if you wait, your monthly will go up than, than if you were to begin the process right now. Mm. And so with that, there's a lot of great tips and suggest and different strategies that, that JJ's team employs and that us at the Made For More team employs as well in order to get you a lower than market interest rate um, in fact, one of them is is common right now. It's called the two one buy down. JJ, you mind talking about a little bit about what that program entails? Yeah, absolutely. So we all know interest rates are going down. We all know where they, they potentially might be over the next year. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is if you're just not comfortable with that, you know, six and a half or seven percent interest rate right now, what you can do 
is you can go talk to Johnny and his team and say, I want to purchase a house. I just don't think I can qualify for the house that I want and feel comfortable at that 7% rate. Yep. Well, now we do what's called a 2-1 buy-down. There's also a 3-2-1 buy-down. There's all these different options. If the rate's at 7, it'll go to 6, it'll go to 5. So you've got 2% less than the current rate that you're getting locked into for that first year. So the first year, you'll have a 5% interest rate, which is obviously going to control your payment mm-hmm. by a substantial name, but yeah. it basically stands for buy now, refinance later. We want to help people get into the market. We feel strongly about helping people, purchasing homes, getting equity, you know, driving more of our population to that because it's a great wealth earner. And so BiFi allows you to purchase a home now, refinance later, allowing you to pay no lender fees later on. Wow. So that's going to save you three, sometimes $4,000 later on when you go to refinance. Yep. And so, so if you're here in the industry and you're still not comfortable with it, no, you don't have to be locked into that. And then there is a typical cost associated with the buy-down program, right? What, what, is that, what does that look like, JJ? Are you talking about the 2-1 buy-down? Yeah, let's just do that one. Yeah. So the 2-1 buy-down, um, there's, when you go out and you make an offer, um, you're going to, you know, there was a lot of times in this market specifically, like Johnny was saying, the inventory is low, but there's still not a, the demand isn't quite there yet. We're getting more and more demand as we move on, yep. but we're not quite there yet. So there, you have some options. When you write an offer, you can ask for the seller to cover some of your costs. So in this situation, a 2-1 buy-down, you usually need to ask for about 2% to cover that 2-1 buy-down cost. Yep. And so that's that's another reason why it's a better time to, to move now and why it's going to improve your monthly over time. Or if you buy now rather than wait for interest rates to fall down, because one, prices are going to go up and two, sellers are motivated right now. There's not a whole lot of buyers in the market, but as the rates continue to drop, buyers are moving into the market, competition seating up, and sellers are going to be less willing to offer those credits. Valerie and I just got somebody into a home where we they did a buy down and we actually got them too much in credits from the seller. Valerie actually got them too oh, much, man. where they were like, hey, there's this extra $400, like their down payment's been covered, the credit's been covered, their their EMDs, like we're giving it all back to you and there's still an extra $400, we can't do this. And so we had to figure something out. But, but essentially that person bought the home, got a better interest rate, and had no money out of pocket. Mm. So it's it, there's a lot of great opportunities right now if you want to take advantage of the market. Um, and so if you're hearing the interest rates are high and you're hearing about you know doom and gloom, there's a lot of... Uh, you know, news out there likes to terrify rather than clarify. And the and the, the honest truth is that now is a great time to purchase a home because it's going to save you money in the long run. Mm, that's good. All right. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about first time home buyer programs and opportunities and really just what that process is. If you're a first time home buyer or maybe you have uh, family members, kids, daughter, son that are thinking about buying their first home, what are the opportunities available for them and uh and what are the different programs in the process of that um so again you're listening to made for more living with johnny jennings and our special guest jj mack i could be the only person who deals with this who knows but do you ever set a goal and get frustrated because it depends on someone else doing their part oh my gosh that drives me nuts well that was the case for mark and julia who wanted to downsize their home in El Dorado Hills, but their realtor friend just wasn't as quick and helpful as they wanted them to be. So they heard about Johnny Jennings with the Tom Dave's real estate team and they reached out to them. What a difference because Johnny Jennings and the Tom Dave's team were able to put their marketing to work, sold the home in 10 days with a free 40 day rent back. Now, Mark and Julia can move on without frustration and they can do the same for your family. If you're curious, what your home would sell for, go to tomdaves.com. Bam, right away you find out what kind of offers you would get and how much you would get if you wanted a cash offer, no matter what kind of condition your home is in. The website, again, is tomdaves.com or you call 855-TOM-DAVES. License number 581837. This is Made for More Living with Johnny Jennings, powered by EXP Realty. Online at madeformoreliving.com. All right, so you're a first time home buyer and you are thinking about buying a home, but you're not sure where to begin. Maybe you're 
kids just got married and you're like, hey guys, like you need to buy a house and you're not sure where to point them. That's what this segment is about. We got JJ Mack with us. JJ's with American Pacific Mortgage. He's a lender extraordinaire, one of the top four lenders in the country. Isn't that right, JJ? Wow, really? Yeah. Top four? Oh <laughs> top my 40, gosh. 40, 40, zero, 40. Oh, 40. Zero. Oh, 40. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he drives. He drives a. Beautiful I have less truck. respect for you now. Yeah, yeah, forty. Okay, he's not on the podium. Forty, whatever. Yeah. I wish for that'd be great. Yeah. We'll we're, get working there. There. we're working there. We're working yeah, there. We're working there. Yeah, that's why you're on this show, right? That's exactly. the whole point of you being on this show. So when so when you're looking to buy a home, JJ, and the first conversation that you have with somebody as far as finances go, what is that? What does that typically look like? Yeah, so this is where I get really excited because I mean, obviously, I love investing and I love helping people purchase their next home, but. It's always so much fun dealing with a first-time homebuyer because I just love educating and helping people have their wealth, you know, in real estate. And so, when you're having that first conversation with a first-time homebuyer, you're thinking about getting into it. A lot of the times, I just try and sit back and just say, "Hey, what have you heard so far? Mm. What do you think about buying a home? What do you? Why are you interested right now in buying a home?" So, asking some preliminary questions to figure out why it is that they want to purchase. Because if I can get into their head and know a little bit more about what they want, then I can do a better job of educating them of why they think, why that might be a good idea or might might not be a good idea. Dude, I love that. The first time I bought a house, um, Valerie and I were engaged. We were in the process of uh, putting, putting together a wedding and I heard this quote where somebody said, hey, my wife never had to live in an investment property. I heard this quote where somebody said, I want, never wanted my wife to rent. I never wanted her to rent. And so mm-hmm. I, want, I wanted to buy a house because Valerie was living with her folks and she was living with my grandma at the time because she was in between schools. And um, and so what we ended up doing was while we're putting together this huge wedding, I'm meeting with a lender and he's using all these terms because mm, we wanted yeah. I wanted to I wanted to have the wedding and then move into our home together. And so that way she never had to like deal with living with mom or living in an apartment or anything like that. And so what we ended up doing, though, when I met with that lender, is he was using all these crazy terms like debt to income, and I didn't even know what FICO score was. I didn't even know what that what that meant. And so the fact that you would sit down with somebody and take time to kind of understand their situation and understand where they're at in the process really goes a long way. Mm. Um, but like debt to income, like for people that don't understand what that means, you mind just going over that briefly? Yeah. So as a first time homebuyer, you probably are thinking wow, what does it even take to buy a home? Mm -hmm. I have no clue what I'm doing. Maybe you just got out of college and you're thinking maybe it's time to buy, maybe it's not. So there's three things that lenders are going to look at. Those three things, it's very simple. It's credit score, your income, which falls into the debt to income ratio, and your credit. So those three things are going to make sure that you have the the wherewithal to buy a home. Now, the, the down payment piece you might not actually need any depending on your scenario. Mm. The credit score piece, you can actually have as low as a 580 credit score to purchase a home depending on what's on there. And then, you know, some people have 580 credit scores and they've been, you know, paying their uh, their uh, debts every single month, but maybe they just only have one credit card and they just don't know how to make it higher. Mm-hmm. So we're I'm happy to help those types of uh, clients as well. We actually have a mutual friend that helps with that, don't we? We do, yes. Yep. And he's going to be a guest on the show in the coming weeks. So um, it's Gerard with Paradigm Credit Repair. You got it. There we go. Yeah. Super solid guy. 100%. Yeah. And so he can actually get your points up. I think he said 30 to 50 points within 30 days. In 30 days. So um, anyways, more on that. So we got you covered with the down payment. Credit, credit score should be no issue, especially when we got you partnered with, with Paradigm. And then what was the third one? And then income. You know, income, income is, is one of, is actually the biggest part, right? Because mm-hmm. credit, credit score you can work with, the debt, the, the amount of money you have, we, we can work with. But the income piece, we need to make sure that's good. So a lot of times as a first-time homebuyer, maybe you're just getting out of college, you don't have that job that you think you're going to have later on in life. You can always have a co-signer with you. So having a co-signer is a huge uh, benefit in purchasing your first home. So maybe mom, dad, uh, grandma, grandpa, whoever that might be. Yep. So JJ's got a beautiful truck, right? He's got this this big white this big white pickup. Unfortunately, <laughs> my wife and I do not have that that fancy of a vehicle. It's just not our thing. She's got a little Kia Sportage. Quick story here. This has to do with real estate. I probably gets good gas mileage though, right? Yeah. Compared to his truck, it gets good gas mileage, but um, it's it's a little crammed in there because Valerie. I mean, we have we have the the one uh, kid. He's two years old. Jack is two years old, 
And um, we were going to name him, have his nickname be JJ, but that just got too confusing with, yeah, with this guy over sure. here. So, um, but anyway, so we got Jack, we got Valerie, and um, she's pregnant with our next kid. Yeah. And so we were looking at cars and we're trying to figure out, okay, how's this, how's this going to impact us? And man, cars are freaking expensive. I don't know if you've looked recently, but mm. what the heck happened to prices? They should bring mm. back the old school station wagon station that I wagon. used to ride in <laughs> when I was a kid. The big brown one, like on the, <laughs> the National brown. Lampoon's vacation, brown and green. And you could stick the dog and all six kids in the back. Car seat not required. Right, exactly. Yeah. Tank, I don't man. even think they had seat belts back then. There you go. There Runs you go. forever. <laughs> but what, what's super cool But I think about- gas was, I think, I don't think they was got very good gas mileage at no. all. No. No, it it helped uh, helped heat up the earth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um so anyways we got the, we got this Kia and it's getting up there in mileage and uh, the check engine light comes on and we're mm. thinking oh man this is not cool like did you leave this? the gas cap on? No, I wish it was that simple. So we take it to our, our preferred mechanic and he goes oh man this is something uh, there's a recall on this you're gonna want to take it to the dealer. We take it to the dealer and the dealer says hey this is gonna cost you eight thousand dollars and we're like what like. The car runs fine. I don't even Jeez. know why the check engine light came on. And um, they're like, well, it's an emissions thing with the state of California. The bad news is it's going to cost you eight grand. I'm like, the car's worth 15. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> how about we just never fix it and call it a day? And um, they said, but the good news is the state of California will pay to have it fixed, but it has to be what's called a live code, an active code, not a historical code. And so they wiped the code. And so in order for it to be live code, that means... As soon as the code goes active, you cannot turn off the car. Do not turn it off. You have to drive it into the dealership. Mm. They will pull wow. the code without it turning off, and then that counts as an active code. And so what we ended up doing, luckily, like, what are the odds, right? Like, if you yeah. live in a more rural area or depending on how your life is structured, even if you live local to the dealership, it's the odds of that working are very, very low. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we're calling it our Kia miracle, our Christmas miracle, if you will. <laughs> and... Um, the code came on, Valerie drove it in and fixed it, and that um, they got the full eight thousand dollars wow. credit. And uh, yeah, so anyways, That's crazy. Side note: if you're if you're uh, if you're wanting to if you're if you're having that code, there is a fix to that eight thousand dollars thing. But the whole th- process of why I'm talking about this is things like that can totally jack up your debt to income mm. ratio. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're in escrow on a home and you ha- all of a sudden you have this unexpected expense, you're going to have to figure out a way to close on that home before making that Kia repair, so to speak. And so there's just a lot of, lot of um, different programs and things to be aware of. But essentially, if you're a first-time home buyer, the best place, the best place, and JJ hit the nail on the head, the best place to begin is by having a conversation. It does not, JJ, how much does it cost? And how much does it impact your credit score when they meet with you? Oh man, so we charge 5,000, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't charge a thing. You know, like I said, this is something I love doing. So sitting down with somebody face-to-face or just doing an initial Zoom call or even just on the phone, I'm happy just to have that conversation. If you have questions about it, if you just wanted to learn like what would be a good first step for me, maybe two years from now after I do get out of college, whatever it ends up being, just let's have the conversation. Let's see what would be that first step for you. Yeah. It's like going into a car dealership and you take a test drive just to see what kind of car you might like, you know, or window shopping, you know, it doesn't, it does no harm to just go in and start a conversation and figure out where are you right now? That's always helpful. No matter what you're looking to, whether you're trying to buy a house or whatever your the next step in your life is, it's always good to take a moment and figure out where am I so you can take the next step. Yep. Right. And so how JJ and I started working together years ago was um, actually because of my wife, Valerie. Mm -hmm. And she is like, um, if you're doing any amount of business as a real estate agent, lenders are hitting you up and saying, hey, let's partner together. It's like you guys all have the same script, JJ. (laughs) Hey, I'm looking to partner with somebody who's like, I just want to go deep with a couple of real estate agents. I'm only looking to partner with a couple of people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard this story a thousand times. And, um, but Valerie for whatever reason, she worked across from you on a deal and she was representing the seller. I believe you represent the buyer. She's like, John, you got to talk to this guy. He is legit. Mm. And so, um, what do you mean he's legit? Like he got, he was very communicative. He got the loan done fast and he got the, he got the, the, the loan done. Right. And so oftentimes, um, unfortunately people will talk to a family member or a friend and they'll get a recommendation. And, and that person may have had a, may have done a good job for that individual, but 
There's so many different situations and so many variables, and JJ's company offers a lot of different programs instead of just the cookie cutter option. Like, sure, if you got 700 credit score, anybody can get you get you a loan. What if you're struggling? What if what if you're a first time home buyer and you don't have that hold down? What if you are challenged with credit? Anyways, JJ got it done and he got it done fast. Speed, time is money, and JJ did not waste any. And so, thank um, you. Yeah. So what what the reason why I'm sharing all this is because we we send as much business as possible to JJ because he does such a great job for our clients. And so if you are and this is coming from somebody who whose team sells, you know, a home about every couple of days. And so if you are currently pre-approved or you're, or you're just in the process of getting a, um, a loan and you're wondering, hey, am I getting the best deal? Am I getting the best rate? Is this the best option? Is the best program for my family? I strongly recommend just, just Google JJ Mack. Easy to spell, J-J-M-A-C-K. Google JJ Mack and uh, have a free call with them and just make sure that you, because a quick call with them, five minutes, could save you five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. So anyways, that's my commercial for JJ. Yeah, well, thank you, man. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. good now. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I'm genuine. Yeah. All right. So today's show, we talked about what? Investing in real estate, yep. right? How to buy and then sell or how to sell and then buy or do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about interest rates and what to do if you're a first time home buyer. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, the uh, opportunities and all the benefits of working with JJ Mack here. Yeah. Right? Yes. Thank you. And guys. why Marysville is an up and coming city in California. Yeah. That's the main part. Yes. It's, yeah. it's in the top thousand. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yep. What else? Anything else before we let everybody go? Nope. That's that's all we have. So if you have any questions about loans or about just wanting to learn more, again, reach out to JJ, reach out to the Made For More team. We're happy to help. And uh, if you are considering, hey, I already have my credit score pulled. I'm not... Um, I'm not. I'm not wanting to ding my credit anymore. Know that you can get it pulled up. What is it? Five times, JJ. Yeah, and you can also do a soft credit pull too. So that won't hurt at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But yep, if you just did it and you're looking to do it again within that first 90 days, you can go up to five times. Correct. Do your due diligence. Make sure you're working with the right people because you're locked in that mortgage for 30 years. All right. Well, with that, have a fantastic day. And we'll see you guys all next week. Okay, so maybe you're not a big football fan. Maybe you don't care about the 49ers, but you can't ignore the fact that there's a lot of football going on this time of year. And it made me think about what the role of a quarterback is. Someone who leads the team, makes the decisions, and it's very similar to what my friend Johnny Jennings does with the Tom Daves team. I mean, they are like the quarterback when it comes to selling your home. They've helped many of our listeners, including Alan and Mary, who wanted to sell their home in Roseville so they can move to Washington to be closer to their family. The challenge was their current home needed repairs and they didn't have the cash to make that happen. Guess what? Johnny Jennings and the Tom Daves team were able to help the couple make those repairs with no upfront costs, which resulted in a quick sale for a record amount. And you know, they would love to help your family as well. Go to TomDaves.com right now, find out what kind of offers you would get on your home, no matter what kind of condition it's in. Again, Tom, D-A-V-E-S.com, or you can call them up. 855-TOM-DAVES. License number 581-837. AM 1380. The Answer.